When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mets fans, welcome back to Amazing Avenue Audio, the show. My name is Brian. With me, as always, is Chris. And we are here to discuss uh, the minor news that has come out about um, opening day and the lockout, etc., etc. So uh, Rob Manfred had a press conference today, and the big news out of it is that he is saying that spring training is not going to be delayed, that he feels confident that spring training and the regular season can start on time. Uh, spring training is supposed to begin checks calendar next week. So that seems like an optimistic uh, thing for Manfred to say. Uh, but do you, do you have any confidence that, that this can actually get done in the next week to 10 days? No, Nope. <laughs> all right. See you later guys. Bye. No, I'm kidding. Uh, not um, at all. I mean, especially, uh, I think Trevor may, uh, two time podcast guest, uh, once, once for a, uh, Cheese it product that we didn't realize at the time of recording was <laughs> subject to its own labor dispute. Yes, um, yes, it was. But that that has been resolved in favor of uh, that union. Yes, yeah. But Trevor May, uh, when we spoke to him that day, he understandably didn't want to unload on everything. But on Twitch recently, he did and just got into all the specifics. Um, what he saw as not a good faith effort by Major League Baseball to work with the Players Association. Those videos are up. SNY shared some clips from it. So, uh, you know, I would say seeking that out is a balance to 
listening to Manfred, uh, you know, and, and what he said today is probably a good thing just to get sort of a realistic um, firsthand or, or secondhand maybe. You know, I don't know if Trevor right. May himself is in the negotiations, but um, certainly the a player on that level who who is um, outspoken about this sort of thing, I am sure uh, is getting updates from his teammate, Max Scherzer, who is right. a, a major figure in the Players' Union. And uh, his former uh, teammate, Michael Conforto. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we, we yeah. should go through... Free, free agent Michael Conforto. Yes, I actually, maybe maybe <laughs> future teammate, who knows? Um, yeah, uh, it is it is wild how many free agents are still out there, by the way. Uh, this yeah. is going to be a, a crazy, crazy rush once the uh, lockout's over. So we should talk about some of the things that Manfred said today, though, which is that both MLB and the MLBPA have agreed to a universal DH, which is, is pretty big news. Uh, you know, I mean, the Players Association has wanted for a little while, and while many of us are probably down on that idea, I think the year of 2020 with having the DH has at least softened softened my resolve about that. Do you feel similarly? Yeah, I mean, I still don't like it. Uh, I know that's an increasingly minority opinion among baseball fans. Um, there was a point in time 10, 15 years ago where I was saying if that ever happened, I would stop watching baseball. So I've softened enough that it's not going to be that extreme. Right, <laughs> right. No, I I agree. It's, it's, nothing, it's nothing I want in baseball. However, I think it was somewhat of an inevitability at this point. And so right. it's just it is what it is, right? And, and a point that our former robot overlord likes to make uh, on the topic, although I don't know how much he watches sports anymore. Um, although, you know, hey, if he's listening to this podcast still, we appreciate it. Hi, Eric. <laughs> but, you know, he, he kind of consistently made the point um, over the years that the whole system is set up to make pitchers bad hitters. Uh, you know, the rules in minor leagues, the, if an American League franchise is involved or affiliate, sorry, is involved in any capacity in a game, there's DH. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right there, just by luck of the draw with the, with the way minor league rotations and schedules work and weather happens, <laughs> all that stuff, um, a pitcher could very well go through a season and, and maybe make five, you know, five, ten plate appearances right. against an actual live opponent um, you know, that, it's a fair point. I would have been fine with baseball eliminating the DH and right. having pitchers actually try to craft that skill. But I get the pragmatism of uh, of that approach. Yeah, the, the only point that is salient to me besides what you just said is just the amount of pitcher injuries that tend to happen on the base pads or involving hitting somehow. And... You know, if it doesn't happen to your team, it doesn't seem like it happens often. But if you look across baseball, it's relatively common to have a player tweak a hamstring, something because the the pitchers aren't used to sprinting that way after they hit the ball, or they aren't used to their bodies um, moving in that way. So the lack of injury is a good thing. I still am going to miss pitchers hitting. A, a friend of mine texted me today, and we were talking about it, and I basically said that this eliminates any chance at a Bartolo at the bat moment again. And 
if you are a baseball fan and don't love the Bartolo Colon home run, I don't know what the fuck you're doing watching baseball. So like you know that <laughs> that's the bummer to me is just eliminating all of those magical weird moments. You know, um, yeah, and it's I, always, I guess the selfish ahead. approach to that specific home run is that nobody else is going to get that. That belongs to Mets fans. That's true. Okay, and Bartolo and, and Bartolo, Gary yes. Cohen, of course, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I also always like when there's competition among the pitchers about their hitting. That's always fun to me too. But you know, you can't live in the past. If this is gonna be the way forward, it's the way forward. Um, also, the elimination of um, a draft pick compensation for players who decline a qualifying offer—that's gone. Um, so this basically will allow. It will allow teams to sign free agents without losing a pick, which will hopefully allow teams to sign more free agents is the, is the goal. Uh, I think they're probably overstating how much of a deterrent the draft pick compensation was to the average team. But, you know, we are Mets fans. We know them to be cheap. This type of thing will help those franchises a little bit. So I don't have any strong opinions on that personally. Do you? Um, yeah. You- not not a strong one, I guess, but I definitely prefer not to have that in place. Um, at least make teams come up with a more honest excuse for why they're not signing free agents. Yeah, uh, there's also all. there's also going to be a draft lottery of some kind. They have not said what the draft lottery will be yet, but there will be a draft lottery. I don't know how I feel about that, uh, just because I don't know what kind of lottery it's going to be. This is kind of like saying we're going on vacation, but you don't know where you're going. So right. Once we have a once we have a, a plot there, I will I, I'd be open to that obviously, um, and then the the uh, let's see, they are saying uh, Manfred is saying that they're not going to miss any games even if opening day is delayed. They're going to try to get extra games in. There will maybe be changes to the competitive balance um, tax. And uh, luxury tax thresholds, all of that, uh, specifically with the penalties, but that was not discussed in uh, in, in any sort of specifics. Um, they're meeting again on Saturday, and Manfred believes this will be a, that they have a good faith proposal on the table. And the last bit of news that came from it is just that Manfred admitted to a uh, a, rela- a contentious relationship with Tony Clark, and uh, I don't really know if admitting that changes anything i think it's kind of shocking for a guy who basically is an empty suit who says nothing i think it's kind of funny that he actually admitted on record to a bad relationship with the head of the union um (laughs) but i don't know if that actually changes negotiations in any way right yeah no um i think my favorite part was some somebody asked him uh if buying a major league baseball team was a good investment and he downplayed it to the point of like it's worse than buying stock on the stock market (laughs) <laughs> which is insane insane yes yes like how much money did the Wilpons put into the Mets before they sold them for 2.3 or 4 billion dollars um you know it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near that I don't even think during the uh you know the high times of the uh Madoff era before the Madoff collapse I don't even think then they were making returns that would compare with the return they got on owning the Mets Correct. Um, but yeah, sure. 
Rob. It's just like the stock market. He said it was like the stock market, but with more risk. (laughs) I just, uh, it's, I know he's paid to go up there and say things like that, but, and I know he has no trouble sleeping at night. I It's, but I just can't imagine going up there and saying that with a straight face. I guess that's a skill. I guess so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a ridiculous take, though. <sighs> that 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 guy is is pretty pretty bad at his job, <laughs> and uh, will continue to do it probably for a very long time. Yeah, that is, I think, generally how it goes in uh, baseball, in particular, and probably other places too. But yep. Yeah, if you can get that job, you you can hold on to that job for for a nice long time. So, um, I guess before we close the book on this, at what point do you start to worry about a season not starting on time? I think I'm already there. Um, I guess, you know, his attempt to try to make an optimistic... uh, version of events that's about to happen is that they'll come to an agreement this weekend and they can have a spring training uh, game schedule start on time uh, whether or not that's a wise thing to do when the players haven't actually gotten there and started doing some of their workouts and building up and all that fun stuff um, right. I, I don't know but I highly doubt that those games are going to start in time in spring training. Um, if spring training games are only delayed by a week or two, I would think opening day happens on time. Cause you know, there's a lot more money in that, um, than there is in spring training, but who knows? It just, it, it, we, it hasn't even been that long since the lockout started, but I feel so detached from, baseball oh i it's uh, my daughter asked me the other day she said when do the mets start games again and i said you know i don't i don't know but it feels like it's been a year since i've seen a mets game yeah uh it it it, it really i am i am as checked out um, on baseball as i have been in some time and that is entirely the fault of major league baseball i want to also remind people that this is the owners locking the players out that they don't even need a new CBA agreement to end the lockout. They can just play this season under the old CBA rules. Now, I don't know if the Players Association would agree to that or not, but this move is the owners doing this. Don't let them, don't let their bullshit come through and say that, no, this is the greedy players. No, this is the greedy owners. And uh, do not forget that, listeners. Right. And people often conflate uh, strike and lockout, and they are two very different things yes they are but uh, you know just and and ownership has been very successful at getting people to be you know angry at the players for making a lot of money um and and framing things in that kind of a way that even when they are the ones deciding not to allow any activity to happen people still refer to it as a strike which it is not Uh, we should also note that the average Major League Baseball salary has gotten down in the last couple of years, not by a crazy amount, but a, a you know, a, I think it's like one and a half or 
or two percent a year. The average salary has gone down, and so any argument about that the players make so much money, it's hard to make money selling baseball tickets. That is also frankly bullshit. You should be very aware of just how dumb that statement is. Yeah. Uh, you, we, everyone listening to this has likely been to a major league baseball game. You have likely paid uh, eight to twelve dollars for a beer, or you know. Um, probably a similar amount for a hot dog you have paid $25 to park there you have uh you have been feeding the teat of the owners for years just by consuming basic things at a ballpark it is not it is unfathomable to think that the reason that all those things happen is because the owners have to pay the players none of that is true they are just greedy greedy people who want more and more and more and more and more do not fall for it Case can't tell, this podcast sides with labor. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus so the the one thing the mets announced if, if we want to make the segue in the context of we i don't want to promote things so the amazing avenue account uh you know tweeted sarcastically about this news um that the Mets announced an old-timers day mm-hmm. for this season. The sarcastic tweet was, will any current Mets be playing that day? <laughs> Valid question, in my opinion. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's like the one thing that's come up. And I think the, the one of the biggest takeaways from it was that uh, everybody saw that Daniel Murphy was considered an old-timer. <laughs> and, yes. And the Mets are attempting to make all of us feel old. Yep, Daniel Murphy, who is uh, three years younger than I am, <laughs> is an old timer. Apparently, <laughs> he's thirty six years old. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. In general, I am in support of this, though. Yeah, I mean, assuming that, so I, like, I don't think the whole season is going to be canceled by yeah. any means. Um, so, assuming that there's actual baseball going on and there's a game to have an old timer. <laughs> Uh, component day too, yes. before <laughs> uh yeah no it's it, uh, you know it's a cool thing um i i don't know that it would be like a top priority for me to go to it but i think it's a nice thing to have that option um you know the names they've announced as participating in some way shape or form range from an original match and the original frank thomas uh down to you know average than the younger uh, average than the younger, younger than the average fan, <laughs> Daniel Murphy. Right. Uh, did you notice whose name was noticeably absent from that list? 
Uh, well, I know people have pointed out no David Wright. Correct. That, that's what I was thinking of, yes. So, yeah. I. Who knows? I mean, I could see him showing up and in some capacity and not playing. You make him, you make him the manager of one of the teams. Yeah. You, you make Frank Thomas and David Wright the managers. You know, I know he's uh, coaching Little League and living in California and all that. You know, sounds mm-hmm. sounds nice, but I'm sure they could get him on a plane and convince him to uh, to make an appearance. Yeah, I I wouldn't have been as surprised if they limited it to like folks who retired, you know, before 2010 or something like that. To then not have Wright included, but if you have Murphy there and don't have Wright there, that feels like a an imbalance of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hey, get Ike Davis and Luke, Lucas Duda to come back. They can be the dueling first baseman. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who Who is the player that is retired that you think? And obviously, you, like Murphy or someone someone like Murphy is the obvious answer to this because of they were playing, you know, baseball relatively recently. But um, who do you think is going to come back in the best shape? Who's going to be in the best shape of their life for the old timers game? So, I mean, if we're looking at names that they've confirmed, well, Piazza said he's going to be there too. He said he wants to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. I'm going to go with Andy Chavez. That's a strong pick. I was going to say I feel like Turk Wendell won't – he might not look like he's in the best shape of his life, but I feel like he could still throw about as well as he did then. Like he, <laughs> Possibly. He, he seems like a guy who could still probably be, uh, you know, be able to, 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 to throw like a, a wipeout slider or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, if they can get Julio Franco to join – um that's really that, old timers, I, I would change my answer <laughs> yeah exactly he was um, still playing professionally fairly recently right yeah um i remember he was pissed off when the mets released him back in what was that oh seven somewhere in that ballpark and he said he wanted to keep playing but i believe that was the end of his major league career i could be wrong about that yeah yeah so oh seven the mets he played uh Handful of games with the with the Braves. Oh yes, yes, he went to the Braves after that. Yes, played some in Mexico in 2008, and now this is a recurring theme that's going to come back uh, on our music recommendations. My my thought that like oh yeah, he played some kind of professional baseball. Uh, he played an independent ball in 2014, so almost eight years ago, mm-hmm. uh, at the age of 55. Oh, he played a year later too. Oh, okay, all right, 2015. He he was going to be the player manager for a independent Japanese baseball team, and he didn't think he'd appear often. But fourteen games into the season, he had played in ten games. <laughs> uh, nice. Hey, I, I love it. I, I feel so. He's sixty three now. Um, and if you know, if they're going to play actual baseball out there, I feel like he'd have a you know a, a shot at a pretty good day. I, I know he was a very minor Met in the grand scheme of things, so. Probably not somebody you bring back, but somebody who would definitely fit the occasion. Oh, look! I mean, to me, this is not about. I mean, yes, if Piazza and Wright are there, that that feels more legitimate. I would love Kuzman to be a pitching coach. You know, bring back everybody who wants to be there. But this is also a perfect opportunity to bring back your favorite fringe Mets. I know he's managing in Japan this year, but I want to see Siyoshi Shinjo there. 
You know, I yeah. want to see uh, I, I, I want to see your um, I want to see Xavier and Nady show up at this. <laughs> you know, just just the more minor the Met, the better for this. Because here's the thing: the folks that are going to old timers game are, are are not casual fans. They're sickos like you and me. Right, you know, <laughs> we are really into these random older guys. Like, let's let's just 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 placate me, right? You know, yeah. Put, Bernard Gilkey, see what he's up to. Absolutely, Mike Jacobs, two time Met, bring him back. You know, oh yeah, I, I, you know, Carlos Delgado. Yeah, I bet he could hit a home run still. Oh, I, I, absolutely. There's <laughs> <laughs> not, not even a question about that. Yeah. Um, do do they have the balls to bring back Beltron? Uh, probably not. Yeah, but it would be great if they did. Absolutely, they should try and bring back the entirety of the 06 team, except for Jose Reyes, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a good thing they haven't announced Jose Reyes for this. Let's let's, <laughs> let's end on that note. Uh, Speaking of notes. I'm making two segues here today. Are okay. we ready for music stuff? Sure, sure. <laughs> so you are the king of the segue today, my friend. Uh, hey, yeah, I guess not podcasting for like a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're raring to go now. Uh, well, the, so a friend of mine, uh, and, and if he's listening, and he said he's a, he's a regular listener, I didn't know he listened to the show, uh, but had said he had gotten into parquet courts via some of the recommendations that I've made on the show. Uh, so that was cool to hear. Uh, if he's listening to this episode, I had reached out. Um, he plays jazz himself. He knows far more about jazz than I do. Um, and I had reached out about a show that was going on at the village Vanguard last week that I ultimately didn't make it to. So I feel bad. I asked is, you know, is this a musty show? He said, yes. And then I didn't make it to the show. So, I apologize for for that, but uh, inspired by getting that real life feedback that somebody out there is actually listening to these music recommendations, um, I am recommending an album by uh, officially the artist is Ben Goldberg, uh, and the project the album is called Unfold Ordinary Mind. Included on the album is Nels Klein, um, guitarist whose music I have recommended in several ways on this show uh, obviously his work in wilco is how i got to know him uh, but you know the mike watt record i recommended not too long ago uh, has nails on guitar uh, so this is a a record that has a cool setup in in the way it's unique um, so nails on guitar ben goldberg is playing a contra alto clarinet uh, which is a very low pitch uh, instruments. So he's basically playing bass on that clarinet, uh, and then two trumpets, uh, not trumpets, two saxophones, and uh, and, and a drummer. So five-piece band. And uh, I happened to be exposed to that music because um, the Stone, a tiny uh, venue that has since moved into a space at the New School. Uh, but it used to be over on, I think it was first and Avenue a ish somewhere around there. Uh, it was very bare bones, no bar, no anything. It was just seats and a stage and you paid cash at the door. Uh, no frills, just great music. So Nels was doing 
uh, a residency there and this was the show that happened there so uh the music is great uh it's a combination of intense and relaxing that not too many other albums that i've listened to can accomplish uh so that's cool because it can fit either one of those uh, you know if you have that need for that type of music um and I, I, I don't know. I'm always impressed by that. And my favorite thing about it is the way that I got the record was on CD. And like I handed somebody money and wrote down my address and then <laughs> forgot I ever did that. <laughs> and then like three or four months later when the record actually came out and they, and they uh, you know, produced the CDs, it showed up in my mailbox. Um, and that was all back in 20. 20- 12 13 so can't believe the album is that old but uh it's it's really good you can get it on Bandcamp if you're going to do that you can always wait until the next Bandcamp friday set a little reminder for yourself um the artist gets the whole cut uh Bandcamp takes nothing uh on the first friday of each month something that started during the pandemic and uh they phased it out late last year, I think, but then they brought it back uh, the other day. They they had one, and then at least March, April, and May, the first Friday of the month, um, they're bringing it back. So it's a good way to get music. Uh, certainly better than any streaming service in terms of supporting the artist. Absolutely. And, and you know, you're, you're talking uh, some really good musicians who, um, you know. I don't know too much about their lives, but they're not like mega rock stars pulling in millions of dollars for the music they're making. So, right. These folks are making music for the love of it and hope, hopefully scraping by an income, like a, a, a just income to, uh, to live on. But who knows with the, with, with a lot of these musicians, unfortunately. So I have not heard that record. I'm, I'm very excited to check it out. Um, so I, uh, this uh this pick is 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 sort of an elegy for Spotify, which I think I'm going to be not using anymore. Uh, if you don't know why, read the news. Um, and also <laughs> and also because it pays artists poorly, and I'm trying to find something that pays artists a little bit better. But Spotify has a feature called Discover Weekly, where it it sort of takes your tastes and it spits out a playlist of stuff that they think is new to you. And I have been shocked, like downright shocked, how well. This, the algorithm gets me at times and it puts stuff out there that I would never have thought it could have concluded about me like it's one thing if you're listening to a lot of albums by you know by Wilco and they recommend a Jeff Tweedy solo album right that that makes total sense as to why that's out there but sometimes they just put the stuff in there that I'm, I don't know how they how they have calculated that I would like it but I do and this week I found a record that has been playing like nonstop in my house um it is credited it is a self-titled album credited to a group called the wild i don't pronounce this right the wild chapatulas 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 the wild chapatulas it is a record that was made in uh 1974 76 sorry and um it's an album made in new orleans by people who were members of the wild chapatulas um, tribe, which is not actually a, a Native American tribe. It is a Mardi Gras tribe, which is 
I don't quite understand all of it, but it's basically people who dress up for Mardi Gras and who play music and who wear like, um, you know, sort of native outfits for Mardi Gras. But the record is uh, the band on it is made up of the Meters, the classic New Orleans funk band, as well as all four Neville brothers, uh, who have are an equally important sort of New Orleans funk band, and this is the funkiest shit you have ever heard. It is incredibly fun and smooth. The Neville Brothers harmonies on it are so, so smooth and great, and it it very much feels like a party, and it very much feels like there's lots of themes and words and melodies that pop up throughout all the tracks on the album. It is not a, a super diverse album. It is... But it's an album that absolutely knows what it's trying to be and can be that thing really, really well, like in, incredibly well. It is the most fun I've had with an album in a very long time. Specifically, uh, the second track on the album, Meet the Boys on the Battlefront, is uh, I, I, I don't know how you can listen to that and not be like moving your feet to the music. Uh, it is produced by Alan Toussaint, who is a you know a, a New Orleans legend as well. The only New Orleans musician I can think of that isn't on this is Dr. John, uh, who, who I love. But, you know, um, sorry, Dr. John, I guess, and sorry, the uh, Preservation Hall Jazz Band. They're not on this either. But it's, it's just it's a really, really uh, enjoyable and loose and fun record that I cannot stop listening to. And it's been so cold, not the last couple of days, but this this month that's been so cold. I've been listening to this album a lot and uh, warming my heart by uh, through its grooves. It's, it's just excellent. So I'm going to try to pronounce this again correctly. The Wild Chapatulas, uh self-titled record. It's, it's on all your major streaming services, so uh, check it out. Nice. Yeah, that just about does it for our show, though, right? This is, a, this is a short little episode, but it's good to be back a little bit. I hope we're back with, with actual news soon, but who knows? Yeah, no, it would be nice to um, just think about, talk about, debate, whatever uh, roster moves the Mets should make. Uh, you know, we've, we've held off on it on the site because, uh, you know, it's not like – it's not even – the, I don't know. It's not that we're taking a stance or anything, but it just feels weird to write about. Uh, even though we, you and I certainly uh, support the players' efforts here, it just feels weird to write about roster moves when they're not possible to do. Right, right. Um, and, so. and, and, it, and it all it almost feels like the, the more we talk about baseball like it's normal, the, the more we're normalizing the behavior of ownership. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, I want this to feel like a. Uh, I want this to feel like what it is, you know. It's a lockout and it sucks, but we also can't. Uh, we 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 can't get ourselves too worked up about it because it could all change tomorrow. So hopefully it does change tomorrow, and the players get everything they want, and we are able to move forward. And the Mets can maybe sign some more players, make a trade or two. I don't know. Make it fun for us, Mets please yeah. anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> until then you can get the uh, the basic news and notes over at excuse me amazingavenue.com hopefully we have more to uh, report on soon as we said but you know until then we're still doing Mets morning news we still have some podcasts so there is some stuff going on and uh, we hope you check it out we hope you enjoy it um, 
in uh, in lieu of watching baseball, make sure you're listening to all of our Mason Avenue podcasts. You know, our our friends over at From Complex to Queens have now wrapped up their player pro their uh, draft. Oh, not the draft. I'm sorry. The um, prospect list. That's the word. Top I'm looking 25 for. prospects. Yes. yes. Top 25 <laughs> prospects. Thank you. And uh, but they are they are plugging along. Uh, a, a pot of their own is coming out every other week. Uh, our friend Rob Wolf had a death in the family, but he should be back soon with more unformidable. And uh, we hope that you are sticking with us because we are probably equally as frustrated at the lack of baseball as you are. So hopefully. We can all go through this together. Um, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get uh, this podcast. We would love to see some more reviews. We haven't done a, a thing in a while with asking for reviews. So here I am asking for some reviews. Review the podcast, folks. It helps us. Um, you can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris McShane. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian Eaton App. And until next time, let's go.